Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Cats at Night on 77 WABC. This is Cats at Night. John Katsimatidis here. And what the heck is going on with the economy? I don't know anymore. (laughs) I'm going to listen to Larry Kudlow. Larry, Larry Kudlow, one of the best economists in the country. Where, where, where are we? Where are we going? Well, those are good questions. Um, we have higher inflation. It's going to go higher. Uh, I don't think the economy is very strong, but I don't think it's rolling over into recession yet. I think the the stagflation that people are talking about is is probably the right way to describe it. I mean, I think the first quarter is going to be about 2% real growth and probably about uh, 7 or 8% inflation. So inflation is higher than growth. That's the definition of stagflation. The Federal Reserve has not done one single thing yet to deal with inflation. So hold on to your seatbelts. I gave gave my friend a a new description of inflation. I said, if you have a million dollars, and you could buy 10 Mercedes-Benz. If there's a 10% inflation, you could only buy nine. <laughs> yeah, but could you buy Vladimir Putin's yacht? <laughs> Larry Kudlow, that's, what did you think of question. Joe Biden basically saying, okay, you know what, gas prices are high, but you know what, this is the step in the right direction to zero emissions. Is he really that clueless, and do they think Americans are that stupid? Well, he is that clueless, and they do think Americans are stupid. The problem is Americans are not stupid, which is why his performance on the economy and inflation is about 25 points below water, okay, underwater. But look, um, on that point, Lydia, uh, it's worth noting that because of the war and because Europe wants to be less Russian energy dependent, There is a slight change in policy. Now, this announcement yesterday, they're going to try to put a lot more U.S. uh, liquefied natural gas into Europe. All right. They want to put another 15 BCMs into Europe in the next year and uh, maybe another 50 BCMs uh, by 2030. That's not a lot. I mean, uh, it's about 10 percent. Uh, of what Europe uh, uh, demands. But you saw the change. FERC, the Federal Energy Commission, did hold back on a rule that would have prevented any new pipelines. Now, we don't know the decision yet, but they are holding back instead of voting to pass that rule. And the Energy Department, which has been sitting on six applications Uh, for LNG operations, they did sign off on two of the six. There are four remaining. Now, does this mean that uh, Biden is abandoning the Green New Deal? No, it does not. 
and the greenies are up in arms even about these small things. But it does show that in response to the war and Europe, Europe is running ahead of the U.S. We're, we're behind Europe. Europe wants to import far less uh, from Russia. And the European greenies uh, are actually now in favor of natural gas or LNG terminals. So that's a good thing. The European greenies are much more realistic and pragmatic than the American left-wing greenies. So I find those two points interesting. We'll see if it continues. Has there been a sea change in the in Biden policy? I doubt it. But La- because of the war, there has been some change. Larry, it's, uh, it's Richard Weinberg. There's a new uh, proposed rule over 500 pages coming out of the SEC where corporations have to give disclosure about what they're doing to mitigate so-called climate damage. Can you talk about that? Did it actually come out? They, they're out for comments. Yeah, it's out for comments. It's an unmitigated, catastrophic disaster, absolute disaster. Again, it's using these crazy metrics, the so-called social cost of carbon, upstream, downstream, what it basically does is says to publicly held companies that you have to run your company. They're not just disclosing, Richard. They're telling them how to run their company, suppliers, producers, even customers. And everybody, they have to, they have to evaluate the climate impact, the carbon impact on the behavior of producers, of suppliers, even of consumers. Now, you can't do that. There is no way to do that, and there's no institutionalized way to do that. So, in other words, the data you're going to get out of these companies is not going to be real data, but it's going to impose gigantic costs. Some people are estimating a $10 billion regulatory cost. Uh, this is Gary Gensler. Uh, I knew him in the Clinton days when he was pro-business. Now he's become a radical left-wing greenie. It's an absolute unmitigated disaster. And the SEC does not have a mandate to dictate climate policies to companies. It's the Security Exchange Commission. It's not the Securities Environmental Commission. It's overreaching. It's the same thing they have with the Federal Reserve going out of its lane. Yeah, well, that's. we'll see about the Fed. We don't know yet. We knocked off Sarah Bloom Raskin. Uh, we saved America. We killed Raskin. <laughs> so, <laughs> kill the bill. Kill Raskin. What's next? Yeah. Metaphorically. All right. What's the third thing? You, you're, bet, you're, you're betting two out of uh, three. What's the third thing? Uh, is something I said the third thing? Well, no, well, you said kill the bill. We killed it. You oh, said yeah. kill Raskin. We killed her. So what's yeah, we, next? <laughs> <laughs> um. All I can tell you is there's so much bad news out there. The cavalry is coming. The cavalry is coming. I truly believe that. The question is, can we make it through the next six or seven months? And we'll just have to work hard to do so. I'm always an optimist. uh, Well, I uh, think the companies are going to have a fantastic quarter because they're raising prices like a bunch of, what was the old expression? Like a bunch of drunk sailors. (laughs) And, uh, they want to stay in front of the curve on inflation. Uh, the food prices over the next uh, uh, 45 days are going to go to the moon. Um, what's next? I mean, does that mean when people see great earnings on all the companies that the markets will go up? What's what? well, I think markets, markets, look at markets, which have risen the last couple of weeks, 
they've had pretty good moves. Um, I think the reason for that is the markets do not fear the Federal Reserve. And as I said before, the Fed has not begun to fight. They are still buying bonds and injecting cash into an economy that doesn't need any more cash. They should be withdrawing cash by selling bonds from their portfolio. So the stock market is still basking in a wave or a sea of liquidity. And I think um, sometimes in the short run, inflation is a good thing. Nominal earnings go up. Uh, so that's okay. But beware, because, you know, the workforce, the consumer, the typical family, their wages have gone up 6% or so, but the consumer price index has gone up by 8%. So their real standard of living, their real earnings are falling. And at some point, that's going to be a problem for these companies trying to raise prices. So I would just say in the short run, enjoy it. But in the medium term, it's not going to be so good. We've got a minute left. Anything else you want to tell the American people? No, I mean, I was very disappointed. You know, I want President Biden, when he goes to these international meetings, NATO meeting and so forth, I want him to tell us that he wants Ukraine to beat Russia, to defeat them. Okay, right now, I think that's not Biden's policy. It's like Reagan. I worked for Reagan many years ago when I was a kid. Reagan said to the old Soviet Union, we win, they lose. Tear down this wall. You're the evil empire. Vladimir Putin is an evil man. He's a war criminal. Uh, he should be treated as such. And one thing he, we should do, we should seize and confiscate his yacht. He has a $700 million yacht moored off the coast of Italy. Uh, he is sanctioned. So that means you can seize his assets. And he got that yacht by ripping off the workers of Russia, by stealing money. He is corrupt as well as an evil war criminal. And I regret the fact that Biden will not stand up to Vladimir Putin and that Biden is afraid to push for an all-out victory. Zelensky is so brave and courageous. The people in the Ukraine are so brave and courageous. The Russians are committing crimes against humanity, and the Ukrainians will not give up. It would be great if we lent them support, give them weapons, give them money, and give them moral support by going after Putin and embarrass Putin, embarrass him by seizing his yacht and creating a narrative that he is a corrupt politician who has literally stolen the work of the Russian uh, families throughout that country. He should be blamed for that as well as his uh, war crimes. Larry Kudlow, thank you for uh, uh, speaking for, for our country all the time, and, and God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you. Thanks, John. Thank you. And uh, we, have, we have a break. Oh, we have a break coming, and uh, right after the break, we have uh, Howard Lorber, uh, CEO of Douglas Element, has a lot of real estate in New York. I'd like to hear... And he loves Greece, and he became a Greek citizen. I'd like to hear what he thinks about the real estate in New York, too. Uh, let's take that break. <laughs> 